0: Hello everyone, it is Tim here from Video Game Fury, Friday, October 27th, 2017, here for you. A day that will live in video game infamy. (laughs) I think you guys know what I'm talking about, with three big games hitting the market here. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, I am here, as always, for you guys to give you the latest in video game news, playthroughs, Anything else going on in the industry that's worth talking about, as well as the very little discussion I have every now and then on game development as I continue to study the craft, learn about some of the platform, and hopefully share some of the experiences that maybe some of you aspiring game developers want to find out as well. But I think it's only fitting today to talk about this day in general. It's been hyped about all year. A lot of uh, the reviews have started coming out, and we're going to start diving into that a little bit today to see what the, all the hoopla is about. So thanks for hanging me on this on this Friday here. Hope you guys had a great week. Why don't we get started with the show? Alright guys, let's get to the big story of the day here. I preface it on the beginning of the show, and I'm sure it's on everyone's mind. It's been that way for a long time this year. If you've been following the game release schedule three huge games came out out today. Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. I still don't know the reasoning why they go this way. I mean, I think, especially with Mario, I mean, Mario, even even to this day, is like, it's kind of like the comic book movies right now, when Marvel puts out a movie on a certain date, pretty much every other studio stays away from it. So, but I guess Ubisoft figured Assassin's Creed after having taken a year off. It's it's back after a couple of years, and I forget this is a, their chance to get back on the horizon again. Wolfenstein has always been those kind of uh, it was a under under the radar sleeper hits from three years ago that nobody really figured how well it was gonna do because you know it's, it's Wolfenstein's had so many variations over the years since its original that. It may it may not always it may not be the popular appeal people are looking for, but people were really caught off guard with that first game. So it's interesting where we are now. Um, so full disclosure: have not bought these games yet, have not played them at all. I'm not I never waited for them to download to my my Xbox or PS Four. I figured at the end of the day, I didn't think it may be the best financial decision for me to. Plop down close to two hundred bucks between all three games. Figure with uh being a full fledged adult working and family, that may not be my best strategy. And we got the holidays around the corner too. I'm thinking probably some kind of deal will come up around maybe Black Friday or Cyber Monday or maybe even like just after Christmas that we'll see these games uh in a little more bundled or maybe cheaper fashion, who knows? But I digress there. I've uh, I've seen some have seen some clips though and a little bit of playthrough. Yesterday I was watching uh one of my favorite sites, Sifted.net, was uh doing a uh a stream of Wolfenstein 2. Only caught make maybe five, ten minutes of it. More really like a cutscene than playthrough, but man, that game looks pretty as hell and violent as hell. Um I will be playing this one at night when my niece is asleep, <laughs> that's for sure. But man, that's uh, that's that's up my alley there. I love the first Wolfenstein game, and I'm I definitely gonna dig that when I get into my play too. But really, let's take a look at what's been going around on the web here. I really wanted to kind of focus on the how the reviews have been looking so far. I'm currently on Metacritic; they're just they're gonna keep coming in for sure throughout the day here. But right now, as it stands, Mario Odyssey looks like it's the clear winner so far. It's got a Metacritic score of. 97, as of this recording, which is on Friday Friday morning around 10. Eastern, it is. And everything I'm reading says it's it's not a shock. I mean, it's the Nintendo polish that everyone comes ex- to expect from Nintendo. I mean, they, they're the kind of people, much like a rock star with Grand Theft Auto, that they don't care how long they delay a game. They don't care how long they keep it under wraps and make people question, when's the next Mario game coming or when's the next Metroid game coming? No, they're like... We're gonna get this right because this is our beloved brand. we protect it like a you know like a like an endangered species, and everything I'm reading says that it is glowingly awesome, like the polish is there it's it's a great art style. I think where people are really calling it out the most is in the level design and the mechanic of using your hat to take over other people or things. Which I agree, that that really enticed me when I started seeing the clips come out of E3 and going into the release today. It was like, you could use that hat on a whole bunch of different things that really stood out to me. I thought it was clever how they use those mechanics mixed with the level design they have to make this a, a different experience. And we're not surprised by Nintendo with level design. They are one of the kings of level design, whether it's in Mario, Zelda uh Metroid, Star Fox, Platoon even as a recent one. Yeah, you know, they're they're absolutely great the stuff and it's 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 definitely showing in the reviews here. It doesn't seem like it's going to let up here. Even IGN like gave it a perfect ten, which is uh, pretty astounding, it, it's rarely given out. So no surprise there, Mario is uh, is out there and really kicking butt. And so now where does that leave Wolfenstein two and Assassin's Creed Origins? So I touched on Wolfenstein 2 a little a little bit earlier. Thought it was pretty cool to look at. The graphics were amazing, and the gameplay was just off the wall, much like the first. And it looks like it's more of the same here, and really uh, giving that narrative touch. So far, the Metacritic score for that is 89, which is pretty which is pretty great. And uh, you know, it, it's it's you're continuing that uh, not just being a great polished first-person shooter. It seems like the narrative. And uh, the emotional beats is what a lot of people, a lot of the critics are really praising here. That the uh, Machine Games continues to hit on those notes and really get you to feel, you know, what these people are going through. Uh, Blackowitz and his crew as they make their way back to the United States that's being occupied the, by, by the Nazis. I think it's really telling that a lot of these people are just kind of like really jarred by it's funny because of the the current political climate we're in right now it's kind of a lot of them are saying it's kind of uncomfortable in some places to play too like you know they were you know you saw a little bit a little bit of this in the e3 trailer but you had points in the game where you're walking around in good old uh uh, good old uh old-fashioned town america and you're seeing like all these like nazis walking around with kkk people very surreal to to think that, but I mean it's uh, you know in this in this day and age where we are and you know and we all know the the incident that happened in Charlottesville over the summer, you know it's still a discussion that goes on about you know you know not Nazis being around in 2017 and you know uh, claiming for their rights too. It's uh it's pretty wild where we are right now, but so that's why when the critics are looking at this game and seeing this as they're walking around a Nazi occupied America. It seems like it's a little bit discomforting for them to see that going around. But I don't know. I mean, we all know about the little controversy that Bethesda Machine Games went through when they put up that little Twitter ad of Make America Nazi Free Again. Clearly uh, tried to take advantage of the, the the political climate as it is by taking a popular campaign slogan from Trump. But, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean... A lot of these games do have some kind of political message. I mean, if you play the whole Metal Gear Solid series, I mean, Kojima made no bones about the fact that a lot of his games had some very topical discussions in politics and military and so on. So it's not like this has not been done before. But I, it, that all aside, it seems like all the critics are really happy about this game, and it continues the the great trend that the first Wolfenstein gave in terms of the gameplay, the uber-violent, and oh my god, does it look violent? (laughs) And of course the story itself, and just all the emotional beats, and really making you feel for all these characters, even the NPCs, seems to be really gelling with a lot of critics, and the few people that have played this game so far. So 89 is not not a bad score to give for Wolfenstein. I think the only thing they're really criticizing that seems to be consistent here is uh, some of the level designs. Either they're not consistent, or some of them are too short. But I don't know. I would. I need to get my hands on it to judge as well. The big elephant in the room, though, is Assassin's Creed Origins. If you guys know Assassin's Creed story very well, is that you know they've, you know they've uh, put out a ton of games. I think ten or so at this point. I'm probably missing or not counting some of the side games they did, like the ones where the the assassins were from like Russia and China and India. Yeah, I'm sure there was like a Vita game or something that I missed. But they've had a they've had a rough patch the last couple years here. I think they did they did great with the initial one that kinda of showed the promise of what the franchise was going to deliver and then they moved on to the, the big Ezio trilogy, between Assassin's Creed two, Brotherhood and Revelations. Kinda of stumbled a bit with three with the moving the uh, the campaign to America during the American Revolution. It just was a little choppy and buggy and uh you know, the the main character, if I already forget his name, I think it was Connor. Not exactly the most compelling protagonist from what I remember playing. They uh, they, they switched it up and gave us something really great with uh, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Really loved that game, and I think the fact that it was all pirates and most of the game was about you commanding a ship was what really sold it. It's probably one of the reasons why we're getting... Uh, I already forgot the name of the new Ubisoft service game they're going to be coming out. I think it's something like Skull and Bones, or something like that. You guys remember what I'm talking about? It was mentioned at the Ubisoft conference in E3, where things started to seem to get off the rails. Not so much. Uh, I think I forgot about Assassin's Creed Rogue, which was kind of the the last one that uh, that stopped the Revolution uh, saga. I actually did like that one a little a little more because it, it flipped the formula and you played as a Templar now as, instead of an assassin. It was pretty cool to. Uh, even though a lot of mechanics were the same. You got to sometimes uh, jump around, look for assassins, and you know beat them to the punch without without before they could kill you. I thought that was pretty cool, even if the gameplay was more of the same. But I think really what people got on edge is when the next generation platforms came in Xbox One, PS4, that is. They then created Assassin's Creed Unity, which is about the French Revolution, and. A lot of it pretty much said that the game was rushed, and it was more of the same. It really didn't deliver on a lot of the, the promise it was looking for. Now, I didn't run into a lot of these bugs when I played it. I didn't see like characters appear out of nowhere without their faces and giving us ugly visuals of a of like a mutated zombie face <laughs> looking at us, if you guys remember that one very well. So I didn't get the bugs, really, but I did get quite a bit of... Uh, more of the same there, and really the story was just not that compelling in my book. I mean, I know they tried to make it into like a, like a little love saga where you're with your your girlfriend, she's on the other side of the Templars, and you're, uh, and you're kind of uh, conflicted about how you want to do this. It Wasn't really a compelling story in in my book. As much as uh, Paris looked very beautiful, like you you zoomed in on a lot of shots, especially when uh, there was a lot of crowds. I mean, they had put a lot of crowds in there to kind of demonstrate some of the riots and protests that were going on during that time, but when you zoomed in on some of those crowds, very hard to kind of look at it. it, it you definitely started the pixelation. You definitely started to notice that the animations and the the things they were doing were just not consistent and repeatable and, and didn't really gel with the, the environment and background that they were in. So a little that was a little concerning for me, and I would say Unity is definitely... One of the least of my favorite Assassin's Creed games, but not for the reasons that people have voiced out earlier. I enjoyed Syndicate as well, the game that took place of the with the brother and sister during the London Victorian times period. I really enjoyed that, and I, but I think at that point a lot of people, just were really getting tired of the Assassin's Creed formula. I, I mean, I love the game. I love the mechanics of trying to start your own gang and starting to take over different neighborhoods and sections of London as you're going about trying to look for some uh, some artifacts for the animus. And uh, if you guys haven't played the Jack the, R- Jack the Ripper DLC, uh, that one was pretty amazing too. And uh, I was pretty awesome to see how they mixed that uh, that legend into the Assassin's Creed lore. But I think at that point, people were burned out over the franchise, and that's why Ubisoft took it to themselves to say, hey, we're going to take the year off and really rethink the formula of where we want this franchise to go next. Okay. And that's where we are today with Assassin's Creed Origins and Ancient Egypt, where basically everything I'm seeing is that they basically turned it into a role-playing game. We've always heard the rumors that the Witcher franchise has had a lot of influence on this game in terms of being a more open world, not... and and really playing the story at your own beats. The combat has got remixed there. Like, if you really come upon a group of, like, ten people or so, you're not going to just run through them, and they're not just going to wait their turn to fight you, which seems to be kind of a norm of of a lot of the Assassin's Creed games. So they definitely upped the ante when it comes to more freedom, but also making it more challenging, if, like, you know, to really kind of really challenge you on the stealth elements. Like, if you really want to... Win by stealth there you need to make sure you're absolutely at the T there otherwise you're going to mess up and really get into a big uh, sword fight that's not going to go well for you so it looks like a lot of that they they seem to praise that it's kind of changed they said the scene the the setting in doing it in ancient Egypt is like gorgeous and really cool a uh, cool place to uh tell a story about the origin of the assassin's uh, creed if you will. I think where, where the, people seems seem to be falling a little apart for them, because I'm seeing the Metacritic score here. It's currently at 84, which is still not bad. I mean, you know, I think people start getting really worried when things start getting to low 80s, and once it goes below 80, you know, things fall off the roof. But that doesn't really make it a bad game. It just means it's good enough to give a decent enough experience. If anything, it doesn't deliver on the full potential of whatever the game's trying to tell where it seems like the uh, the game is kind of falling off a little bit is with the the level design and you know as they say that uh it's really not just it really is not changing any elements it, it's more refining it as opposed to innovating it's what i'm seeing across different reviews like i've read stuff on like polygon ign kotaku you know a bunch of they are loving the setting and the and the the story and the, the acting, they, they love the characters and the, like, the protagonists and the antagonists. They're trying to understand what exactly is very different than the last few Assassin's Creed games. I mean, other than the fact that they've made some of the battles harder, where you're not just like waiting for your enemies to approach you and they just kind of gang up on you at once, like you would hope would be the case in real life if you get into a fight like that. So I guess they're trying to ask themselves: Is this really are we really still looking at more of the same, or is there really anything change at all? And some of these reviews I'm reading, they've only they haven't really beaten it yet. So they've maybe gotten through twenty, thirty hours or so. So there's probably still stuff in there that they are not fully seeing yet. But that remains to be seen. Overall, though, 84 is not bad, and I think it's great to see that people have interest in this franchise again. They all everyone kind of agreed that they needed to take a year off to really rethink the formula after sticking to it for like 10 years and i think it's, it's i think it's going to pay off in spades for them uh, i'm i'm liking what i see i'm still going to give it a shot even if Metacritic stays this way you know i'm i'm of my own opinion here of this stuff here as much as i like to read reviews and even if they come off saying bad i still give it a shot in some way even if it is a rental but it seems like Assassin's Creed Origins is getting good enough hype and still a solid game at least here, even if it's not really changing the game up a bit, other than maybe some basic changes in role-playing elements. But uh, it, it's definitely, of the three that are coming out today, It for, for now, based on the scores I'm seeing, it definitely looks like Assassin's Creed is kind of the lesser of the three that uh, are getting the uh, the good reviews here. But that's not to say it's doing bad, it's just... You know, at a level of games when you have like Wolfenstein 2 and most definitely Super Mario Odyssey, which we know is going to get that huge Nintendo polish, it just wasn't going to crack up what it is. But again, the games just came out today. For all we know, these scores are going to change down the road. For all we know, some more reviews are going to come in and really change it up and make it a more positive experience for others that are on defense about purchasing the stuff. But so far, it looks like very, very solid debuts for all three of these franchises. Uh, it's a great time to be a gamer. I mean, I complain that we have too much stuff this year. Of course, you've, you've heard me say that a lot. You know, throughout the year, just with the amazing amount of content we're getting in two thousand seventeen. I'm even afraid of what look like two thousand eighteen is, and we're still not done. Still got Call of Duty coming out. We still got Battlefront two coming out. If you're a Switch owner, you've got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 coming out early December. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> and we'll get a good sense of 2018 for sure. We've still got PlayStation Experience coming out to kind of showcase what they're planning for their uh, 2018 year. Great time to be a gamer, guys. That's all i got to say. No one, no one can complain about what we got, especially with three big franchises launching all on the same day. Uh kudos to every kudos to all these guys developers publishers for continuing to pump out great content month by month year by year just a oh, just such a great time to be a gamer <laughs> all right guys on to some game action here is a continuing saga of destiny 2 and cuphead because that's basically my life lately. Destiny 2, really not much to say. I decided to up my game on the Crucible and the strikes for the first time. Had to get two of them done in order to unlock the Nightfall strike. I was very curious about this arms dealer strike that's been going on this week. Did good on the first two strikes, and then I stupidly made a mistake going in alone <laughs> onto Nightfall. I never quite understood the matchmaking process behind that. You're supposed to have a fire team, of course, but I guess in Nightfall, they don't randomize the people you work with so i guess i'm supposed to actually schedule time for that i know you could i know you have to do that the raid but uh the 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 nightfall strikes i was kind of i kind of thought you had to you could do that on your own and the servers will just match make with you to get the right people with you or maybe just at that time there was nobody you could find and just wanted to get me out of my way that was a bad mistake doing that i mean my light level is at 276 right now I think the nightfall strike, at least the normal level, was you know, the minimum was 260. So it's pretty tough. Didn't want to go for the hard one because that was 300 light level required. But even at 260, man, it's a beast doing that all on your loan there. Like the first thing you get dropped, it's the arms dealer one with the cabal. They drop you right in there. And the enemies already have orange bars. The orange bars are the ones that have the most toughest armor. And, you know, I only had like a sidearm to really uh, take down some of these guys. The, the secondary weapons tend to be the ones with the energy levels necessary to take them down, and it's just, I just not have enough ammo to take on a whole bunch of these cabal, especially the ones with the shields and the fire. And it gets more intense as you go outside there. I, next thing I know, I got all sorts of legionnaires around me. I got uh centurions flying the air, throwing bombs at me, and then a, a flying ship firing its bombs, too. I mean, this was like... I literally thought I was in a raid for a minute, <laughs> just just knowing how it was. Like I mean, I know sh- some strikes you can, at least from the first Destiny, you can do on your own, but this one just was kicking my butt. So needless to say, I didn't get through very well. There's actually a time limit to these ones, too. It's 15 minutes, and needless to say, I, didn't, I don't even think I got halfway uh, to it. I, I got to a point in the base where there's a giant tank, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> there's no way I'm doing this on my own. So I got to figure out that one better. See how it helps me out. But stay tuned for that. I think I'm pretty much just about at my limits with uh, with Destiny there for now. I mean, other than the raid that I'm really looking forward to seeing, pretty much maximize most of my potential. I'll, you know, the DLC is is around the corner in December, is what I heard. So I'm sure I'll be coming back to it at some point here. But I'm not in dire need to, you know go online to do this every night which is what leads to uh, Cuphead next, I finally after I got obliterated at Nightfall I went and switched to Cuphead Uh, last time I got really frustrated with uh, the fourth boss who's like a like your your, your first uh, it was your first level flying in an airplane uh, fighting this uh, lady on a unicycle who's transforming into like a a bunch of clouds like a bull and a a cupid and then her last shape was like a giant half moon I was kicking my butt for a good twenty minutes there, and I f- finally figured out the patterns enough to get it all done and i'm I basically stuck at a running gun level now, uh, which was the next one I picked uh this one's where you're going up a tree, and uh, there's all these bouncing bees and woody the woodpeckers somehow trying to kill me. <laughs> uh that's been tough that, that's that been a tough one there I'm, I'm trying to scale the tree and then there's like a jumping level where you have to jump on these lily pads and you can't stay on there that long because some kind of fire burns the bugs and they drop their lily pad and you fall down to the below. so that's where i'm kind of stuck right now but it's it's very it's still a fun game and even if as difficult as it is uh, i continue to enjoy the visuals i enjoy the variety and the difficulty uh, it's a kind of Homage to my old NES, Super NES days where games were that challenging. So, I'm definitely gonna get more of that on this weekend here. Uh, also, for the segment ends, if you guys haven't checked out, check this out. Some guy has like, taken modern games and and tried to just say what this game looked like in like 1988 or 1992. He did this for Cuphead. I would just look up YouTube and look for if Cuphead was made in 1992. It's a short minute, 15 second clip of, like, the first run-and-gun level in, in Game Boy format. It's pretty awesome to see, and he's got the sound design down pat, too. Uh, I would definitely go check that out if you're into kind of a nostalgia trip for a modern game. All right, that will do it for today, folks. I think there's really nothing much else to tell than the the big release date that we're in. I'm sure there's other news we could talk about, but I think this is a good endpoint to go into the weekend. You hardcore gamers that are waiting for this stuff, that's all I'm sure you're going to be really concentrating on this weekend, so kudos to you guys, but I need to wait a little bit <laughs> so I can catch up on my backlog, but you guys enjoy those games, like I say at the end of my show every time, enjoy your games, I definitely hope you enjoy those, because it sounds like today and this weekend is going to be a real big one, a real time suck for anyone who who bought at least one of these games, uh, I hope, I'm, I'm jealous of you guys, I hope you enjoy it, Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to get into it at some point, but you guys enjoy what you got there so far. So I am done today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show, and thanks for uh, everything you do uh, to contribute to the podcast. I hope that you guys have a great weekend, and yeah, that will do it. So please, if you have any feedback on the show, you want to share something, you want to talk about some news or segments that have been going on, absolutely go ahead and chime in here. You can go and Download the Anchor app and look for Video Game Fury on there, or look for me on the web, particular on Anchor.fm slash Video Game Fury. All the latest feeds over the last twenty-four hours show up there, including the episodes that I uh, eventually compile for any uh, for overall consumption. So you can do that, and you can leave call-ins on the show too. I'm always open to feedback on the show, and you know, talking about certain things. I may publish the call-in and make a discussion out of that. Uh, it's one of the great things I love about the Anchor app that uh, we could have this ongoing dialogue in podcast formats. It's pretty cool Pretty cool to do. So you can go check that out, or if you just want to listen to me on your, your regular podcast feed, whether it's through iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcast app you use, we're all on there. Once the uh, episode goes published, it automatically goes into the RSS feed for you guys to pick that next episode up. Lastly, I would just say, if you want to check out some more recent updates, sometimes I go on Facebook and publish uh, a certain article or so that eventually gets talked about on the show. You can go check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash videogamefury79 if you want to catch some dialogue over there. That is it for today. Thank you for lending me your ears. Go have some fun with these new games and whatever else has uh, been in your backlog like mine. I'm about to go tackle that myself at the end of the day. But until next time, folks, thank you for, once again for everything, and go enjoy your games.